On today's show, I have Kendra Streeter, and we're going to talk about his new single, A Change, and hopefully we're going to talk about his perspective on what's happening in the music industry and beyond. So welcome to the show, Kendra. How you doing? How you doing? I know you live in Los Angeles, but you're originally from Clarksville, Tennessee. Like, tell me, I'm curious. What is it about Tennessee and, you know, Nashville, Memphis, the whole state and that region? Why does it produce so many amazing musicians? Man, it's Nashville, Nashville, Memphis. Um, we've really focused in on on trying to be the best artists and the best musicians as we can possible, um, breaking boundaries, um, you know, trying to keep everything really organic, everything real authentic. Um, and, uh, by playing live instrumentation and everything, mm-hmm. you really bring really well, have that li- good feel good music. Absolutely. Well, I've been listening to your music and a change, and you've got um, several other videos on YouTube. But what's interesting about your music, and I think just you know what I've read about you is, you seem to really have a love of the old school. You know, R&B of the 70s and 80s. Um, I heard you sing a cover of Al Green's Let's Stay Together. I mean, is that a big yeah. part of your influence, just that classic sort of R&B ballad? Yeah, that's 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 where my my heart and passion is for as a, as a musician and as an artist, just because those songs are timeless songs. We, we are, we're still going to be listening to them, those songs 20 years from now. And I, as an artist, I want my songs to live on just as long as that. So I have to kind of find the structure and the the how the formula of how they did it because they did it already. Where you can have their well, song played for a lifetime and everybody still enjoy your music. Well, it seems like you know romantic songs have a long life. Like there might be like a you know the the latest dance groove is fun to dance to. But you're going to hear the romantic ballads, you know, forever. You're going to hear them played at weddings and proms and special moments in people's lives. Yeah, but not, not even so, not even all of just the romantic songs. You know, you still got very conscious mm-hmm. songs like Sam Cooke's The Change Is Gonna Come. You got Marvin Gaye, What's Going On. You got, you know, I can name off a list, uh, Michael Jackson's We Are The World. You know, those songs like that, those are also very, very uh, classic songs as well. Well, the, a change is out there. It's, um, you know, really heartfelt. And I'm just curious, in today's music market, you know, what's been the reception to it so far? It seems like a lot of people want to hear more songs like that. Yeah, yeah, especially in the climate that we're in now, you know, the state of the world as we're in now with the pandemic of COVID-19 and everything, um, they want to hear more socially conscious songs, um, more songs that really that can they can really relate with that's talking more than just, you know, the standard stuff that's playing on the radio right now. Well, speaking of what's on the radio, and this isn't to put down modern music, but, you know, it seems like it's so dominated by, you know, EDM, dance music, um, you know, hip-hop. 
but it's almost like so much of the classic ballads and you know not not as intense songs kind of got squeezed out like even up through you know the 90s and 2000s you know you would still mm-hmm. hear you know a Lionel Richie ballad on the radio or you'd hear even you know mm-hmm. Jeffrey Osborne you know a classic Teddy yep. Pendergrass song and it seems like you don't even get to hear those oldies on the radio that much yeah, you really don't. You know, you know, you get that little time slot between ten ten p.m. and twelve p.m. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the romantic uh, little. Songs. Yeah. Yes, that's that's. And it seems true. like a lot of people. Um, well, it seems like a lot of people miss them, and it seems like you know you're one yeah. of the few people out there that kind of respects that and wants to create like the modern version of those. Correct, and um, just because. Nothing is nothing is ever really truly like created from scratch. Like everybody in in music, we just we just say, okay, I like this or this inspired us today, and this is what, um, and this is what's now. Um, you know, I just like prime example like my song. A change is solely inspired off of the Sam Cooke song. Uh, a change is going to come. Um, I listened to that song. That was one of my greatest songs. And I was like, I have to write a song that is, everybody knows that's my inspiration for the song, but my song is totally different from that song. I just brought it up to a modern day. Um, and I think that's what us as creatives do. We never make something that's like, we always have an inspiration or something that helps us create something that's modern now in our generation. So nothing is really new. We just we just make it modern and bring it up to date. Well, sure. Well, it seems like um, you know you definitely have the people who influenced you and inspired you. And, and I love to see when an artist does a cover of songs they love. And you did a cover of mm-hmm. John Legend's uh, "Dreams." So it's like John yes. Legend, one of the main like contemporary singers you connect with. Um, yes, I definitely, I definitely am a fan of John Legend. Um, his musicianship, his lyrics, um, the melodies that he do over, um, that he sings over his music. Um, I'm definitely a fan of his. Um, I study him um, as well as um, other artists as well. Mhm. Well, what's also interesting is, um, you know, you have a church background. It seems like. Um, you sang with the church, <laughs> yeah, and it seems like yeah. so many of the best singers have that, you know, grounding in church music. Um, well, I, that's 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 where it all started for me. Um, really, that's where I, I started being a musician. I started playing drums at my church at nine years old. Um, then that's the funny part because um, I used to sit by the drums every Sunday. I used to just sit by the drums and watch the drummer play. Uh, he never got my opportunity to play until he got older, of course, and he he moved on with his life. And then I had my time to shine at nine years old, and I was, <laughs> oh, I was I was not good at all. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, they 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 mentored me, they trained me, they helped me, they gave me my confidence as a musician. Even though right when I started, I was not good at all. Um, and then from there, I just started drums, then I moved on to keyboard, then moved to organ, then moved to bass, guitar. You know, um, you know, I, just because I, I found love in music, um, and I wanted to, I wanted to learn how to make sure 
that I was able to play everything just because I wanted to be able to play everything just in case if I could not find somebody that can deliver the sound that I wanted, I was able to play it myself. Well, what's so interesting about, you know, playing music at the church, whether it's instrumental, singing in the choir, is it gives you an experience unlike, you know, other um, formats. Like, in a way, in the church, every Sunday you're putting on a concert. You know, you have one week to prepare. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people realize that's a really tight schedule, but it's also gives you yeah. really good training and re- really good discipline as a musician. It gets you. It very much gets you prepared for. Get you prepared for your real life. Your real. If you want to make music of your career, it definitely gets you. Uh, gets you ready because on top of that, you know they send the songs out. You got to learn the songs. You got to perfect the songs before Sunday so that you're ready to deliver it in the way that it needs to be delivered on Sunday. So um, it gets you that training, like you said, the training, the discipline. And so when you're ready to go out and pursue this as a career, you're already there. And you are you kind of have a step uh, step uh, forward more than other people um, who were not grew up in the church because they didn't have that discipline. So, we, you know, I know with me, when I was playing for other artists, I was always prepared at rehearsals. I knew every song. And that and that that gave me a stature in the music industry where okay we're gonna hire Kendra because we don't have to worry about him not knowing his music he's gonna be prepared and ready. So that just gave me a little leg up. So many people nowadays, you know, and everything's so instantly, and like your approach, and even before you play drums, I mean, you're just hanging out with people, and I think that's one thing some younger people miss nowadays is. You have to immerse yourself in something and surround yourself with people who are better than you, and then you Correct. kind of um, you know absorb that and you learn in a very organic way. I I I wholeheartedly wholeheartedly agree with that because you are you you become your environment. That that is one that might be a cliche saying, but that is one of the most most realest and most powerful sayings ever because. What you surround yourself with, you will ultimately become. If you surround yourself around millionaires, you are going to become a millionaire eventually. Just because you can't be, you can't ele- be elevated to that level and be around people like this, where they talking about business and talking about investments and talking about all this, and you don't implement that. There's this uh, like same thing with somebody that's um, that is a musician. Um, if you surround yourself around better musicians you eventually are going to become a better musician just because they're going to hold you to that standard. If you're going to be around us, you got, you know, you're going to have to come up. Um, and you, but also it's not even always that, um, it's always, you know, you have that desire to want to get better because you see these people that are better and you're like, man, I want to get there. So you work and you work and you work until you get there. I know that's one, that's one, that's how my move to L.A., um, I, I surrounded myself with a lot of really good musicians, and like it, it just it just took my whole producing to a whole other level because I didn't even start producing music until I moved to LA. Um, so when I moved to LA four years ago, that's when I started producing, and now I'm producing for some of the biggest some of the biggest acts right now. Um, but that's because I was around these these super producers all the time. So I just you know, know definitely like that is definitely mm-hmm. you become your environment. 
so many people nowadays with this whole do-it-yourself access, oh, I can make music on my computer at home. What still, though, is the value of moving to a music center like L.A. and being able to actually meet other musicians face-to-face? Well, it's always it's always it's always a pleasure one because I just love I'm a people person. I love this this pandemic has been killing me because I haven't been able to to meet new people and you know be be around my friends how I want to be around my friends just because social distancing. Um, so, but you know, I that's one thing I really love doing is being around people. And when I moved to L.A., when I moved to L.A., the um I had some musician friends out here. So when I came out here, they just showed me. Now they pretty much showed me, hey, this is somebody you want to talk to. This is somebody you want to talk to. And I talked to those people, and um, we we just grew a connection, and um, everything everything just fell in place, and we just got you know all the good stuff started happening. Well, unfortunately, with the quarantine, there's not much live music going on right now, but. You know, up until then, um, were you finding a lot of interesting venues to perform live in L.A.? Oh, yes. Um, I performed at a, a couple of really good places. I did the House of Blues in Anaheim. Um, I did the Rose mm-hmm. I did the Rose in Pasadena. Um, I opened up a Morris Day in the Time, and that was one of my favorite con- Like, I mean, that was a really good concert. I never really seen Morris Day in the Time live never in my life so me being able to open up for him and then seeing able to really witness his concert it was man it was mind-blowing it was mind-blowing um the, you know i played wow. at, um, the troubadour i played at the troubadour i played at um the viper room uh peppermint club uh, pretty much, pretty much the venues that, uh, and then you know they have these organizations here at, um, in LA, like one is Soulful Noise, um, and they have a concert. They have a concert every Sunday where you know it's kind of like an open mic. You come and you just play and you jam or you get up there and sing. I uh, performed there. Another thing called the Juice Joint was another another really. It's like a thing. It's like a musical underground scene. Um, where you can hear really, really good music and really connect with the people that are making things happen. So I perform there as well. Um, so, yeah, I've been out here doing doing some things in L.A. Just trying to take it to the next wow. level. I mean, that's impressive. I mean, a lot of people would, you know, dream of playing a lot of those, you know, places. I mean, yeah. how, do you get into, how do you get into the Viper Room? Do you just do you, do your people call their people? I mean, if you're like a beginning musician or you're new to town, you know, how do you get your foot in the door to establish venues like that? Um, it's it's usually either you have a connection with the booking agent there, whoever booking, or you just have some type of connection. The music industry is nothing but connections. Nothing but connections. Mm-hmm. If you know the right person, you're going to be able to get in the door. Um like when I opened up for Morris Day in the Time, um, we just reached out. We were just reached out and talked to the booking agent at the Rose and my team, my management. They secured this. They secured the slot, uh, the slot for opening up for Morris Day in the Time, just because they, you know, they like my music and it, it, it fell in line with um, a good opener for Morris Day in the Time. But that's usually how it goes. Um, or you know, a promoter, a promoter might call you. Um, I know this happened to a promoter calls me and they say, Hey, we want you to 
play this show, and this is where the show is going to be at. So it's either one of those two. Well, I'm so impressed you got to perform, you know, on the same stage with Morris Day, and I'll just briefly age myself. When I was in high school, I had the Times' first album, so now you know I'm ancient. <laughs> but it still sounds good today. I, I mean, they were, you know, I, the I just, sound. You have a lot of wisdom. You have a lot of wisdom. <laughs> well, see, I remember the whole, you know, Morris Day in the Time, Prince, and, you know, the whole, you know, a Minneapolis sound in the 80s. There was, you know, that was like yeah. a big, you know, kind of deal, all that good music coming out of there. Has that been an influence, mm-hmm. like the, the Minneapolis, the Prince, uh, Jimmy Jam, and Terry Lewis? Yeah, that, but that's when that's when all the music was happening. Like, that's, man, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, you know, that I'm I'm fans of those. I'm fans I'm fans of those producers, you know. You know, of course Prince, you know, of course, you know. I have I have songs that are about to come out that are really Prince inspired. Mhm. Well so, one thing I'm curious, like like say you're performing with Morris Day, do you hang out with him after? I mean, is he giving you advice? You know, oh, did you get yeah. to have any meaningful conversations? Oh yeah, so when he was backstage, he was backstage before he was about to go on, probably like ten, fifteen minutes. Um, he sat down, talked to me. Um, he said he wanted to know more about me, so I told him a little bit about myself, and he was really intrigued. Um, and you know, he said one thing: don't ever do. He's like, just the music industry is it's a rough industry to break into. It's very rough to break into, but when you break into it. You you you're in there for life. Once you break into it, you're in there for life. And he says, all you got to do is make sure you find the right people to connect with. You find the right people that connect with you, and and, and help build your vision, then everything is going to help happen for you. You cannot do it by yourself. And he's been doing it for about forty years now, so he must be doing something. He's right. been doing it for forty years. Yeah, he's got to be doing something right. He said, you cannot do it by yourself, so make sure to build you a team that really believes in where you can go and are are, um, are really just with you on your train to help push you there because you cannot – it's just too much to do by yourself. So where would you like to see you and your career in 40 years? 40 years um, in the music industry, I want to be able to perform and I want to. I want to be able to perform and give the people the show of a lifetime. Um, and I can run down catalogs of music, of songs that I produce for other people and also songs that I've done for myself. Um, I want to be able to be able to have people connect with my music at that level, that they are still enjoying my music 40 years later, and they're excited to see me. Um, and I know it's going to get there. I know it's going to get there. Um that's not that's not an if it's a win, um, in my opinion, um, just because I know how hard and how hard I work and the dedication I put towards this, and the level of quality that I try to put out. So in forty well, years, more questions. forty years. Go ahead. I mean, and you're so young, so you you have forty years. You you probably have sixty or yeah. seventy years left. Yeah. I'm, I'm 30 years old, so, you know, 40 years, that put me at 70. You know, I, I would love to be doing what a Smokey Robertson is doing or, you know, 
um, Brian McKnight. You know, Brian McKnight's not that old, but, you know, um, you know, some people that are up in that age range, the Isley Brothers, you know, where they still go out and people still come to their shows and they love their music. They're actually genuine fans, and they have been genuine fans for decades. So you've got the long-term for your career. Yes, yeah. this is a definitely a this is definitely a long haul. This is definitely a long haul. Um and you know, I I know music is gonna it's and plus I have I have I'm a businessman as well. I'm I'm a I'm I'm an entrepreneur, so I'm just gonna take that and I'm just gonna build my other businesses where I can provide opportunities to other people um who are less fortunate and might not have that ability to get that step. But you know, I wanna be able to give people opportunities to better themselves and better their lives. So I want to open up other businesses as well. Just because I know me That's being it. here, me being here is all, it's only it's only here, and I'm only here to you know pretty much help others. You know, just like other people are here to help me. So when people hear your music, what, what's been the best feedback of how your music has touched somebody? It's been, it's been, I haven't had any, like, negative feedback with any of my music. Um, they say it always has a real positive message, and it's really musical. Um, and only thing, you know, of course, then some of the negative comments is, you know, they see me growing in my development as an artist, which I love, I love constructive criticism because I always love growing, and I want to know what people think so I can better myself and make myself even more, of a better musician or a better artist, but I haven't really got any negative feedback. I haven't gotten any negative feedback. Everybody, they they really like my music, and it's about it's about just getting my music exposed to a broader audience. Right, because you know when someone's going through a hard time, maybe a breakup, they're sad, and they hear someone's music, and it gives them hope again or inspires them. Yeah. Have you ever had had someone come up to you and say, "Wow, your your music got me through a hard time"? Man, when I tell you, man, it, I, right when I put a this was before I put a change out. I, this was right before I put a change out, and I put a snippet of I think it was thirty nine seconds of just the hook. A change is gonna come. Change is gonna come. It's just literally I just sang the chorus and on a comment on my Instagram. And um, this guy wrote me. I, I don't even know this guy. He wrote me. He says, you don't know me. The only reason I found your page is because I sponsored that post and promoted that post. He says, it just came up on my timeline, and I hit it. And he says, you don't know how much just listening to that helped me get through what I was going through because that song, I really resonated with that song. And he's like, I was going through such a hard period of time, and I was ready to give up. But that song, I listened to that song, and it helped me get through. Um, it helped me get through that. He said, "Man, I thank God." I, you can go, you can go on this post on my Instagram, and you can go look at it. He says, "I thank God that um, He put that song in your spirit to give out to the people because that song is going to bless a lot of people." Well, it must be comments like that. Song, that. Like, like, man, it blew, that get you? it blew my mind. It blew my mind. Wow. Well, it doesn't get much better. Yeah, than that, that was like that was. I will remember that. I will remember that forty years from now. I will remember that comment forty years from now. That's how much of an impact that that comment. And he just wrote it on Instagram. Somebody that I didn't even know. Just somebody who's super random. Um, 
I remember that. I will remember that moment for the rest of my life. Because what people don't realize when you're a musician, there's so much hard work. You go through so much time without any feedback or any kind of compliment. Yeah. That when you finally get some acknowledgments, like yes, you know that's that's why I do what I do. Yeah, and that and that's exactly what it was. It was validation um, that I wasn't doing this in vain. Because this artist thing is it's not easy. It's not easy. It's very hard. It get you know you go through you go through your levels of of emotions where you, you feel like I've been I've been doing music full time for going on seven years now, and like there's been times where I just went I'm about to quit. I'm about to give up. No, it's it's too it's just too much for me. Um, when you know trying to do music full time, then life hits you. You know, because even though even though we're musicians and we're artists, we still are human as well, and we go through we go through things in life that impact us as well. And it gets to the point where I'm like, I don't know, I'm ready to give up. I'm ready. Like obviously, you know, obviously this might not be for me. This might not be what I need to do because it's not yielding what I thought it would yield. But when I get comments like that. I'm like, okay, no, I'm doing the, I'm doing what I need to do. This is what I'm supposed to be doing, even though sometimes I don't feel that way. For the this few is people what I'm, who this succeed, what I'm put on know, this earth to do. Absolutely. Uh, for the few people who make it in music, it seems so easy, but for the majority, you know, the, music is probably the, the least job security of any profession. It is. So when when you it is you know when you're down, you know how do you motivate yourself? I mean, what keeps you you know in the game and and keep going and keep going? Um, one because I first off I have to say this I have an amazing team. And I have I have an amazing team and I have amazing friends that hold me accountable. Um, they hold me accountable and say, Kendra, no, you need to get this done. You, even when I procrastinate with songs, you need to get this done. You need to get this done. We believe in you. They speak, I just, I say like, they speak life into me. They speak life into me. Um, where I'm, where, and it always comes at the right times when I, where I really feel like really down. It, um, my friend Isaiah or my aunt or my dad or my friend Corey or, you know, my other, my friends, you know, Amos, they call me and they uplift me where I'm where, and they don't even know what's going on. They just, hey, they just get a call and they say, hey, bro, you know, just checking up on you, you know, and, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. You're you're going to make an impact, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, it's just self-motivation. No, just still pushing through when you don't want to. You always have to have that self-motivation. If you don't have that self-motivation, you're, you're not going to succeed. That's just in life. If you, if you, don't, you, can't, if you can't motivate yourself, then um, that's definitely a skill that I had to learn and had to grow into because um, I, wasn't, I wasn't that really – I really didn't want to really push myself to that level, um, especially like when my mom and my sister passed away, um, that that really stopped me. You know, I was like, no, nah, that's an excuse for me. I don't have to do this no more. But that just, I had to change my mindset and my way of thinking. And now that motivates me to even when I even when I'm down and I don't want to do it no more. I think, hey, I got to do this for my sister. I got to do this for my mom. And I just got to do this ultimately for myself. You, so if you have that self motivation, it it will always come through. And just ha- and you have people that really support you um, and hold you accountable. 
to, to finish the things that you set off to do. Because I know one thing as musicians, musicians and artists, we procrastinate. And, you know, we, we halfway do songs. So I, I got tons of songs that are halfway done that, you know, my friends say, you know, get the song done, and I get the song done. Well, it's interesting, you know, you're 30, you're, you're just, you know, barely entering, you know, the most productive times of your life. And, you know, I, I guess, you know, again, as an old person here, you know, just knowing the value of, you know, you being young and having this energy and this empathy. Um, can you even imagine, you know, the songs that you'll be producing in the next couple of years, the directions you'll be going? I mean, what does it feel like to just have, have this whole future ahead of you here? I'm I'm so excited. When I say I'm so excited, I have I have a lot of songs that I have recorded that I cannot wait to release. That I know is the world is going to be ready for these songs, and um, that are already done. I'm just you know I just gotta put them out. Um, but then like songs that I'm working on now, just like I just love the I love being the, I love the journey. I love the tribulations. I love the trials. Well, I don't love them, but I love the growth of where I'm trying to go and see myself be better and better every day. Cause that's what I strive to do. I try to try to try to look at myself in the mirror every day and say, okay, you know how you were yesterday. How can you make yourself better today? Um, and that's what I strive to do. And especially musically, personally. Um, so that's, I really love the journey. I love the journey that I'm going on in life. Um, you know, even do the hard times. Um, just because that's life, you know, you got to grow and try to always push yourself to be the best person you can be, the best human you can be. So the new song, A Change, is out there. Uh, do you have any other songs you've recorded that you'll be releasing later in the year? Oh, yes. Um, I got a song called Breaking My Heart. I got a, call, a song called You Stay On My Mind. I got a song called Strange Things. I got a song called uh, Midnight. I got a song called Love Train. <laughs> I, got, I got at least 10 more songs that um, we're just trying to, we're trying to figure out how we're going to do it. Are we going to drop an EP? Um, we're thinking about dropping an EP in October, then dropping uh, a Christmas thing in like the end of November, um, like a th- Christmas song EP. And ultimately, if I can get this to work, it's by the top of 2021, I want to do a live album where we're all in, in um all in the studio, and um, it's everything's being recorded live. Vocals, horns, strings, guitars, bass, keys, my vocals, just whatever. And then we're, I want to do that and just run all 14 of the songs and put out a live album. Nice. Well, for people who want to, you know, buy a change or check out your music or just, you know, more of your story, where are the best places online for people to find you? Yeah, you can find me at www.kendrastreeter.com, or you can find me on all my social medias. Um, Facebook is going to be Kendra Streeter. Instagram is going to be I am Kendra Streeter, and Twitter is going to be Kendra Streeter. You know, I also have other songs that's out now. I have three other songs that's out called Mess in the Morning, which is a really big song. Um, I put that out last uh, in twenty. In 2018, then I got a song called That Love, which I put out in 2015, and I got a song called Limits that I put out in 2017. So um, definitely go check those out, stream those. 
um, you those are another those are other joints that are really good feel good joints that I really feel like people are going to really mess with. You know, I watched the That Love music video and I was very charmed by it. Kind of had a storyline of you and your high school sweetheart. And then, like, Mm -hmm. a few years later, you're performing at a club, and she's sitting at the table. And, well, you know, what struck me about that is you just don't see videos like that anymore with just a very sweet, romantic video with it. Yeah. And it's also, also like, things behind it where, you know, if you look, there's nobody in the club. It's nobody. It's just my girl. And, like, maybe maybe some small spikes. Bystanders, but we did that on purpose because that was the beginning of my career. Like when I'm not singing to nobody, then it's going to inspire artists when they look at that, and then then they see where I am now, or then they see me where I am going to be five years from now, and they're like, he was performing because that's literally what happened. Like there was times I performed in Nashville, I only performed to like maybe like four or five people. My, one of my shows out here in LA. I had it at this place called Bar Loose Bitch in Hollywood. I only had five people in the crowd. Mm-hmm. So you know, and and then I, but that was I, but I had a show at the House of Blues where I had like a hundred people, or then or I had a show at Morris Day in the Time where I had a thousand people. So that just shows, like, as an artist, you gotta, you still gotta give your all, no matter if it's five people or a hundred million people. You got to give your all. Um, and I want to show that through my music to try to inspire other artists. Like, just because just because right now you're only performing in front of four or five people, don't stop. Don't stop. Just keep doing that because eventually you're going to get your momentum. Anything that you do and you practice that consistently, you will be successful at. That has, that has been proven throughout history. If you, that's why they say practice makes perfect. Because if you continue to practice things, you get better at it. The more you, just like if you work out, you're going to get bigger. You're going to get stronger. So, you know, the more you perform live, the more you're going to get better at it. The more people are going to want to come to your shows. And then your audience and your fan group, you know, your fan base grows. And, you know, so I wanted to really show that with that because that was the first song I ever recorded um, professionally. Um, was that song that love back in 2015? That song's been out for five years now. That's crazy. Well, I encourage people to watch the video. It's it goes so well with the music. Okay, Kendra, a final question. Got like a minute or mm-hmm. two left here. You open for Morris Day in the time, so now you've got that that taste of, you know, performing with someone you really admire. So if you in your dream. Your biggest dream, who would be the person you would like to tour with? Hands down, Stevie. Stevie Wonder. Hands down. I would love to sit there. I, I've been to a couple Stevie, Stevie shows, um, and I'm, I'm at all every time. Even, even at, his, his, even at his, um, his age now, he still puts on a really good show. So I would love to, you know, open up for Stevie. That's and if during the concert he, he do. And if he let you come on stage with him to do a duet or just play an instrument with him or something, what song would you like to oh, jam be with Stevie on? 
Um, it's either going to be Overjoyed, that's one of my favorite songs he's ever wrote, or Superstition. Superstition. Oh, that is a good keyboard on it. Yeah, that, that, that clap. Yeah. Well, there you have it, C. And do you think that when you say something like this and put it out there, it might get you a little bit closer to it actually happening? Yeah. It, yeah. Well, I, I, you, you manifest what you want. You you, you t- say it out loud, and you say it out loud, and it eventually come to pass. Um, but also, I want to say uh, my music video for a change is coming really, really, really soon. Um, I want to just put that out there. I don't so y'all keep your ears and y'all eyes posted for that because that song is going to spark a lot of a lot of conversations. That's all I'm gonna say. So make sure you watch it when it comes out. Keep and it's coming out very, very, very soon. Um, so make sure you keep so your pe- eye out for that. So video. people should. Okay, so we should. Just keep an eye on your personal website, and then that'll also be on your yeah, YouTube keep channel. It on, yeah, it's, it's going to be on my YouTube channel, and it's going to be on my personal website. And then I'm posting it on all my socials. So I, I, I've been dropping little sneak, I've been dropping sneak peeks, sneak peeks of it on my Facebook and on my Instagram. Um, and it's, it's going to be really, really good. It's going to be really, really good. Especially it's, it's it's going through, it's talking about the times of what we're going through now, as far as police brutality, and you know how 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 that affects my community. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing that. So I'm definitely going to, like I say, you know. Keep tabs on your social media when that comes out. But, uh, Kendra, I really appreciate you sharing not just your music, but your perspective on things. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what you're doing in the next year. So good luck with that. And, again, his name is Kendra Streeter. Be sure to put the accent over the E at the end of Kendra. Yes, sir. (laughs) And and you – and you just seize the day and seize that career, and I, I really expect good things for you.